0: podcast it's your boy Rodney Perry King himself and you just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans and I have yet again a incredible human with such a great story with so much to share I can't wait to not only get to know him through this conversation but for everyone who's listening to get to know him as well as the things that he's doing Um, well let's get right into it I I cut I cut out a segment because I just want to give the most time I can for this conversation. I have with me today filmmaker, actor, producer, writer, Damien D. Smith. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing well, man. Thank you very much for the introduction, man. That was that was very cool, bro. Oh, yes. It. Oh, yes. And I, I would love for you to, you know, give more to the people about who you are because I feel like anytime, anytime I have actors on my show, I love to let them just, you know, get, get just get their expression off, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And y'all are y'all, know, y'all, this, y'all you know, best salespeople, you know? <laughs>
1: oh, man, I appreciate it, man. But you know what? Damien D. Smith, man, out of St. Louis, born and raised, man, was a St. Louis guy, man, and uh, moved from St. Louis to New York, and then from New York move out, moved out to L.A. But that, you know, that was an abridged version. That story has so many ups and downs and twists and turns and you know, around and around. I have a theater background, man, so I come from the theater. I love them stages. You know, there's nothing like being in those stages, man. I was just talking to a buddy yesterday, uh, a theater, you know, uh, alumni in, in Harlem, and we were just talking about uh, we were talking about those theater days back in the day when we used to just run around go, run from audition, 43rd Street, Empire State Building, down on Broadway, off Broadway, nowhere near Broadway, just hustling and bustling, man, and when we was outside and Running around doing our thing, and Harlem was a beautiful. I mean, New York was a beautiful time for me, man. Running around in New York, like a, around the you know two thousands all the way to two thousand, and man, how long was there? Like eleven. I was there for like twelve years. Mm. Um, and, and while I was there, not only was I acting, I was also producing as well. So I started my own theater company, and um, we still because you know we saw I saw a a a a I didn't see the representation uh plays and and roles that i wanted to do yeah so i was um i was fortunate enough to be in a position to be able to start my theater company we started producing plays like jean Genet the maids and uh, sex drugs and rock and roll by eric bogosian and and Riff Raff and um uh, you know and, uh, and uh, daydreams by james gibbs who would dealt this play dealt, dealt with gentrification in harlem in two thousand and four, I think, mm. and we all see how that turned out. Right? Man. <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was a trip, man, because it was about it, the, the play was about a brother his his father uh, uh, his father had passed away and left him a bar in Harlem. Mm. So, due to gentrification, he could not afford the rent anymore. So, what he was doing was holding illegal tunk games during the day. And, um, and that's how it to, to make ends meet and the story centered around like one of the last 10 games that he was going to hold, you know, uh, for some, for, for, some big money. It was a good, it was a good play, man. I it's really down, enjoyed man. that play. Yeah. But so that's what, that's what came, you know, then that's, that was, that's what launched my, my production company from that. I produced for the hit, for the, uh, hip hop, uh, I produced for the Justos mixtape awards at the Apollo and then also at symphony spaces in New York city. Uh, yeah, I produce for the Urban World Film Festival, and also for BlackFilm.com dot com, and you know uh all type of different places around New York City. So producing and writing and acting has always been you know my vibe, brother. And I've been been fortunate enough to be able to be part of some some real cool things.
0: Oh yeah, I took the time out to watch your reel, and I love for one, I love your beard, and I think it's oh. <laughs> it's, it's almost. It, I look at it when I was watching your reel, I was like, you can tell it's a different um. Like you could tell the, the character, like who wears the beard. If he, I guess, if he chooses his character to have this, or they choose your character to have this kind of the mm-hmm. energy that you come with. And that was really interesting yeah. to kind of see just throughout the times of when you were, you know, and uh, playing the taxi driver, and you had you had this, you know, clean cut, but you had this kind of jokingly, uh, this kind of oh, attitude. Oh yeah, man,
1: that uh, was a dude. I'm just,
0: I'm sorry. And, and then, and then, when you think about, you know, some of your recent work, like specifically, like in like in the purge i think it was you know it, everything mm-hmm. makes sense cuz it's very modern but also it it comes off very um not not so militant but, but very necessary like there's age they're showing maturity it gives off mm-hmm. more than i think what people uh yeah. like you to know what the beard to. has
1: is you are 100% right the beard has its own personality and speaking about having my beard on and having my wearing my beard and for the purge it was like okay with this the, you know my, my vibe and when we showed up, it was like, hey, you know what? We wanted to make this character have more of a militant, more of a, uh, more of a conscious mm-hmm. type of mentality. So we want to make sure we want to accessorize him with his tones, and they like took like kind of my vibe and set up me and my 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 uh, co-star with the same type of you know, you know, uh, conscious brother, woke brother and sister, you know, husband Damn. and wife team, while Damn. we were doing it because of kind of The things and what you were saying, so it was pretty cool. You no, were, I love you that.
0: Were spot on, I love that. Yeah. I love that, and um, I think it's uh, a char- character works is always always, I always notice the real small things when it comes to watching stuff. Mm-hmm. People, I think I, I, I pride myself on being a person who people enjoy watching movies with and watching shows. Oh with. man, that's
1: cool. <laughs> hey, I, I love people like you, then, my brother, because I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm
0: a, I'm a, I'm a cinephile myself.
1: Yeah, so it's always nice to watch movies and ha- and then have a conversation. With someone that you feel is a is a as a cinephile equal, you yes. know what I'm saying? Somebody that you can that you feel can have a very articulate conversation about film and film theory and cinema and you know shot selection and story, you know development and all that. That just it just that just makes things it, it just hit different. You know? It does, it
0: does, and I, I think what I've done to a lot of people when they watch movies with me is they they then appreciate it a little bit more after the fact. Because they was like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, I know, but I'm I'm putting you (laughs) on. Like, you got to look at it. Like, this was this was a thing, you know. And really Uh hyping certain things up because all these things were intentional. This was somebody's job to make sure they got this part right. So I want you to notice this is a part of the value of the whole thing that you are consuming right now. But uh, I love it. I love it. And um, one thing, but the thing that uh, that we're here definitely to talk about is to talk about not only. Talk about what you're doing back home, how you're, you know, giving back to St. Louis and the way that you're giving back, which I I assume this is just only one way, but one way that's very major. And that's creating this documentary about these very felonious, uh, experiments or testings Mm -hmm. or activities that were occurring in these various neighborhoods throughout St. Louis. Could you, could you give, uh. The listeners, just a little background on what that is, because I feel like this is something that I was totally unaware of. I feel like, like so many, you know, you know, so many things that we don't know about our communities um, that we suffer through uh, or are still suffering from. I would love to know exactly what this, uh, I guess, what probably was seen as a myth, but truly is something that's factual and hurting people. Let us know exactly about this uh, felonious type of testing and experiments that were happening.
1: Sure. Great question. Great question. So let me tell you, uh, so what I'm doing back home um, is, is, is more than just this piece, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you it, kind of what you were saying, but I'm going to speak to you about this piece first. Uh, what this is, is called Target St. Louis volume one. It's a feature in the documentary that I'm, that I'm doing. Uh, it focuses on, it focuses on secret chemical testing in poor neighborhoods of St. Louis, Missouri. So back in the day, you know, you uh, know, when they used to, people used to come by spraying for like pesticides, right? Say they'd be, they'd be that truck used to come through, smoke used to come out the back, and he'd be spraying for pesticides. They would say for the mosquitoes and things like that. That happened a lot around St. Louis and a lot of, a lot of cities, especially in that area and the demographic. So, but in those cases, they weren't spraying for pesticides. They were spraying, uh, they were, they were releasing a chemical. They was releasing white, white phosphorus, cadmium radiation. In the air, and they mm. were testing on poor people around a certain area of the north side of St. Louis, and um, they, you know, they've already admitted that it was that it, it, cadmium was used, zinc cadmium sulfide was used, and even then, it was known to be a cancer causing agent. And mm. so, they were releasing these, um, these, these aerosol spray studies, basically, to um, to conduct a test that the military was doing to. Um, to release this, this, this smoke cloud, uh, you know, uh, to, to prevent Russian bombers from attacking American cities. That's oh, what the devil wow. was the story that they were putting across. Right. And they would use a St. Louis as a controlled test, uh, location, but in all actuality, what they were actually putting together was a defensive weapon to attack Moscow, to attack, you know, uh, you know, it was during the Cold War time, so they attacked their enemies at the time. And again, they, used poor, they would use poor they people as they're getting paid to see if this biological weapon would work or would or would not work. And, and at this time, there was also another test that the government had going on called the Tuskegee experiments. Mm. So if we're keeping count at home, the uh, government had two secret tests being conducted on the most vulnerable population at the exact same time.
0: Yeah, man, you know. (laughs) That is, that is, that is, I I didn't know how that was going It's it's, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I I guess what have I guess, so in terms of impact, what has that Uh impacted those people who were around during that time and their children thereafter?
1: Well, you know, g- great question again, brother. It, it, the impact, here's the biggest thing about the situation is that there was no follow-up. Mm. You see, like, first off, you shouldn't have been doing this in the first place. Exactly. Hands down, that's easily said. That, that that goes without saying. But on top of that, not only did you just test on these people, you just walked away. It's just like someone showing up at, like, kind of what they're doing now kind of was was a good kind of uh, transition. What they're doing now, they're, we've been hearing rumors of, Testing on like our prison population, yes. or testing on certain certain uh groups in Africa, mm-hmm. and certain you know populations in Africa that they were speaking about, which was really strange to me to to come up with to come up with a uh, a antivirus or something like that. The issue is that um you know you do the test and just walk away. Yeah. Like you tested on this population, you did all the things you want to do, and then just walked away after you felt like you got all the information you needed. No follow up of about about these people' health, how they were. You know, if, if anything develop from you releasing these things and having and using these people as a control test, uh, test you know subjects. Nothing. They did nothing. They literally just walked away and had no regard for these people whatsoever.
0: Hmm. Okay, so. <clears throat> What I'm noticing, at least in the, the the commonality to all these things that are occurring, is that guinea pigs are people who should, you know, who don't have the means to truly fight for themselves when these type of injustices happen. That's why that these is the common keep, denominator. These why the things keep happening. That's why you can have, if they have full control over the bodies of these, you know, imprisoned, uh, imprisoned black and brown people, if they have some sense of governance over a whole, you know state of people in various uh, countries with, countries within Africa. Uh, and on top of that, just the, the lack of education on it all. Kind of like, if you present one thing, if you just say, oh, it's nothing, just sign here, then you... I can only imagine how often that's possibly happened to so many different groups of people, where it's just, they're mm-hmm. signing over their rights to, for anything to happen to them. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with, yeah. the, with the Tuskegee uh, experiments, it's, it's... I think that being the one I think is probably the most... Uh, well known in terms of a public some, yes, some, type, very of private, much so. some type of private uh, experiment that was happening to a select few individuals uh, uh-huh. but the impact of it all and what came from that like they actually found, they actually found things they they figured out certain things within within these experiments and these people are not uh-huh. benefiting from that, their families are not benefiting from none of these things
1: nothing, I it, mean it's a history again uh, or like, uh, Harry Washington has a book called A Medical Apartheid, and that, you know, it's the, it shows you why, you know, um, African Americans were the most vulnerable of populations to be tested upon because of the history of America and why, why black bodies were brought over uh, to America as chattel, uh, a chattel workforce. And mm-hmm. what that does is that you look at a certain group of people as... You know, you dehumanize them. Yeah. So then if you dehumanize, the first thing you do is dehumanize a person. You know, and then when then once people start seeing that person as not a human being, as something less than or as a a, a outcast to society, mm-hmm. they care less of what happens to that person and how that person is treated. And that gives big business or that gives you know um, that gives people who just dis- who wants to you know uh, take advantage of that situation a green light, and you and that's what happens when you start seeing like these corporations. Which is a, a, a side note joke that yeah, corporations are people too. That's what you know, Citizens United thing. You know, corporations are people too. But then they do when they do you know cold and callous things, like what is business? So you know, it's just it's, exactly. they get they get they get they get the pass on both sides of the the of the of the um, fence because when it comes to compassion like, like well, it's business you can't you know it's business no you, but they're humans is what well, they people too it's just it just it's just ridiculous to me but um yeah man it's one of those situations that you know it's it these these people had no protections and they and these callous these callous companies came in when you like looking at the documentary when you view the kind of documentary you learned that a Stanford for research was part of this situation. You learn that um, they notified only certain businesses and entities within the community. Uh, and I say certain, I mean very small amount. Not the people that they're testing on. They just, like, they they notify, like, big business like Brennan City Steel for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, what they got to do with the north side of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And if for people who are listening and don't know about St. Louis, it has nothing to do with St. Louis. It's, that's nothing but a big business. For some reason, they told them. So somebody in their organization wanted to be protected or make sure that they were not in that zone and make sure that those people were, you know, protected and alerted. You know, it's it is a cold game.
0: So in terms of today, is this something that is, um, I guess, somewhat common knowledge or something that is well known within the community today, wherever that community is now? Um, no, no, it's now, not. Now, do they know that this occurred? No, it's not. It's, uh, today, is, this is
1: not It's not a commonly known uh, situation. It's a rumored thing. Mm-hmm. It's been rumored for decades that there's something that happened. Or, you know, you hear about these little, these stories, you know, ghost stories, fables, things like that that you don't know as a kid and things. But now, as of recently, it has become more and more uh, into the forefront and it's pretty much confirmed that something happened. Now we're looking at it to see what the fallout and what happens after what happened after that.
0: You, you know, for some reason this makes me think about, uh, ta Coat's uh, kind of, uh, I guess, um, open speech that he did at Congress to talk about reparations. And the one uh-huh. thing that, the one thing that he said that I thought I haven't heard anyone say, which I'm like, I'm so glad this intellectual man is coming and just bringing something new to the conversation. But what he uh, said was he was like, regardless of he was like, you could take out slavery. Let's take out all these various things. Think about what African-Americans became in this country. They became tax-paying citizens and contributed to the wealth that became the superpower of the world. And uh-huh. these people in various different ways from either redlining and all these yeah. various things that they are paying for the service of. For this Damn. protection, for these things, for these services, for these public uh, works, and mm. y'all are robbing them of these things. So you've you've mm. taken the money, but haven't given haven't given back the Anything. services that that should have been there. So when I think about these types of things, it's like we can tri- It's like we put all these things into our pot. We got FICA on all of our checks. We we, uh-huh. we we're scratching and surviving in most of these um, impoverished neighborhoods. And still trying to figure so many different things out, but yet we still are, you know, having to be having to argue why we deserve more, why we deserve something um like monumental to occur uh-huh. uh, specifically for us. Because examples like this are not the. I can only imagine uh-huh. what else we don't know. Like uh-huh. Target uh-huh. St. Louis is just the start, but I can only imagine, you know, the stories that people can tell. Um, we already see it right now with you know the neglect, the major neglect within uh, Flint, Michigan, and how it became a world known thing that their water is literally poison. And, and
1: here's the thing, no, here's the thing about that. Yeah, it still hasn't changed. Yes, it, it became it, can, and, and, and this happens quite often when it comes to like issues of our. That's why we got to take note on some on some on how some of our uh, other communities, you yes. know, handle. Emergencies and also uh, 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 handle the outreach of these emergencies because it, just think about what the things that have been popped up with, within our, you know, our last like four or five years and nothing has really changed. Even Boko Rahan bring the girls back, yep. the girls never came back. Yep, this the people, the girls never came back, mm-hmm. and the ones that did, come, the ones that did come back were 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 a lot of them were you know. Would never be the same again, but yes. we don't really. We're just, we're just not addressing it right now. They never brought the the word the, the They didn't care enough to send in like the level of military aid that was needed. I mean, I'm just, I'm, and I'm not just talking about America. I'm talking about globally. Yes, to 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 get those women back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all oh, they didn't. They just talked about it yeah. and tried to negotiate for a minute. Yeah. Like Detroit, Michigan, Flint. I'm sorry, not Detroit, Flint, Michigan. Right now, the water is toxic. They mm-hmm. know it. It was documentaries, some movies. People talked about it. It, had a, it was a flash in the pan, and then look now, people—it's it's, a—it's an after joke, and it's still not. These people still don't have water. Yeah, and you know, and you want to sit and, and think about, and you want to, and you think about the word like "all are created equal," like that just doesn't even make sense, man. When you look at people in, in Flint, and, you, and they can't drink water, but people in like say certain areas that are more you know fluent and things like that their water is better than any bottled water you ever going to get exactly. because they have the infrastructure you know that's just that's that's not equal that's not being able to start from a uh equal playing field man yeah. that's not that's not cool at all
0: yeah and i think if anything right now is showing us so much um with this uh covid-19 pandemic occurring throughout the world and how it's affecting and touching uh every type of person and i think that was uh-huh. i think that's the part that's the equalizer to everything and it's funny it's funny now how um, those who have benefited from racism to a very high level are trying their damnness to keep these things afloat to keep these uh, institutions and infrastructure of like in, 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 in industrial racism to a certain degree um, mm-hmm. up and strong because that has they mm-hmm. they know that has to make it through this they can't bail out all these people they can't because they show too many cards now. You you drop mm-hmm. tr- You dropped two trillion dollars out of the sky. Where's this money coming yeah. from? Y'all had the I system mean. to send out a mass amount of checks over the pa- over the past few weeks. It's direct deposits, even not even checks.
1: And Lucy in, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, These diamonds are just falling out of everywhere. Where they come from? Where Nobody are they knows? coming from? <laughs> yeah, there's there's there's, exactly. no,
0: there's no hoopla. There's no bi- par- there's not no bipartisan argument happening. There's literally so obviously something the, happening. The infrastructure the
1: infrastructure has always been. It's kind of like how I feel about Trump though, man. And, you know, it's it, I mean, everybody's up and up in arms and screaming and having a field day and a fit about how he's able to do this and say this and this. Yes. They he's I mean they've always done this and they've always said this. Yes, it just hasn't been said to you. Mm-hmm. That's it. It just they just haven't acted this way. To you, in front of you, yeah. This is why America is so up and on. And this is every president has been a, been been doing because if they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it. Yes, you understand? Like if you couldn't do these things, if it's if it's illegal, if it's immoral, if it's in, if, if it's not befitting of the office, you wouldn't be able to do these things. Exactly. You know, but they're but clearly, it's not so cuz he's doing it. he's showing so, he does, he's you showing know. so much he I'm showing that. so so much that, so that's on that time yeah he's showing so much so you know it's and and it's been this way so we want to yes. speak about like you know uh him him speaking in a very over racist tone okay his tone is overly racist it is but it's it's been overly racist policies being put in place for, I mean, for a ridiculous amount of time. Ridic- the crime bill, all those types of things. These are overly racist policies. Overtly racist policies. I mean, these are overtly racist policies. And so I care more about the policies that are racist than someone who's speaking that is racist. Honestly, it's just I, I, my, I guess I'm, I'm just just my opinion. But, you know, but it is it's, it's revealing that it's always been this way, so... My good people, you need to learn who to vote for in your local elections. The yes. local elections are going to trickle up to your uh, your your uh, national elections because those are going to be the supporters and the minions and the people that's going to have Trumping for them and rumping and and uh, and marching for them in their cities, gaining support. You know, you got to you got to think about up and down that 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 ballot. For
0: real, that's that's so true, and I think that's a message that we all need to uh, truly galvanize around. Because, you know, people need this type of support and people need to shake up the types of people who are in these spaces and places. I remember doing a whole episode about uh, kind of doing a whole episode about the concept of skin folks. (laughs) And I think think that's a necessary thing because I think we think about when you think about progress, I think a lot of people are uh, taking a lot of things for face value and not going deeper into what ideals a lot of people possess. And yeah. um, we have to take these things in in totality. This person is representing you. You're giving this individual power over your 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 region of where you you know cohabitate mm-hmm. with your family. You need to yeah. know this individual. Who are they really? What are they really about? Are they gonna mm-hmm. Are they gonna you know take money from the the biggest buyer to push everybody out the neighborhood to you know allow gentrification to happen, or are they gonna fight? Are they gonna try their best to keep the community the way the community has been? Or better yet, enrich the community based off what the community needs, and I think that's the part working? that trips me to hell out. It's like why are we why are we trying and trying to do these improvements and things? Why haven't we tried to improve these things to a degree that helps the people who are already there? Let like I, I would I, everyone, no one would be feel any type of uh, vitriol if we know for a fact in this historic black neighborhood that it keeps growing and building and more and more people and it's getting expensive to live there but it's a lot of black people living there It's they built it uh-huh. up to be this way can't ever get mad at that but to know that yeah. oh they're building this thing up because they yeah. don't really want us to be here and it's a lot of things we really don't care that much about then it's like yeah. what's really happening and I, I truly, yeah. truly truly say that same thing all the time this man is if this man is showing us anything he's showing us that this whole sense, this whole illusion of, you know, checks and balances was always just a sense of, it was just a, a respectability game. It was a respectability <laughs> theater even, you know, because yeah, um, respect- everybody, 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 everybody mm-hmm. just said, all right, I'm, I'm going to not go that far because right, I might need you. Or I might need your vote. I might do this. So people play nice because they were trying to play, play diplomat with every single thing. While you put a man who is truly a white classist individual who's that's truly his identity and that's what he lives by in a sense of money and business,
1: then mm-hmm. it,
0: it, it's a, it's a mindset that's different than so many other people who held that office. And on top of that, he, he's not thinking, he's thinking about this as a business. So it's like, yeah, well, a few people can die. You know, what's, what's, what's a few lost dollars. You're thinking about people uh-huh. as if they're money, like we're just going to, this man has had however many bankruptcies. He is cool with taking a loss. <laughs> he is okay yeah. with that and I think it's a trip to me to think that we have to even position ourselves to even make mm-hmm. the argument that the communities that we come from and our ancestors were forced to come to have to even create an argument that we deserve something <laughs> but
1: yeah exactly
0: but I, I would love I would love to. No. Okay. What would you say is the uh, what would you like for the impact or the overall result of you creating this, uh, creating the works that you do? And I also want to know more about what you're doing in St. Louis as well, because I, I, I just okay. know that it's more coming to it and coming around it.
1: Sure. the impact, the impact that I would like to um, for this, for this, especially for this particular film. I would love for it to, to get the word out. That's the reason for this particular, you, you know, it's kind of like uh, how I feel about, uh, I kind of said this before in another podcast, it's like racism, man. It's like the issue with racism, especially back in the day, is that, um, you know, people didn't, um, uh, It just, just admit it, you know, having to it, it be in your mind and making it have you constantly thinking, knowing it's some racist stuff, but they're acting like it's not racist. It's a mental game that you got to deal with. So, so if people, they can admit, yeah, I know I'm doing some racist shit to you. This is, but I ain't gonna stop what I'm doing. But just so you know, so you can have peace of mind, because peace of mind is so so valuable, in my opinion. So, these people in St. Louis, my 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 family, my friends, you know, my my fellow St. Louisians, these people these these good people, they hear rumors that they were treated like this. It is these it's these rumors, these whispers, and things like that, but. Uh, Now this is this is something saying, hey, it is true. They did do this to you. This was wrong. They should be held accountable. And this is this is for peace of mind for the people who you just don't know. They felt like something happened, but it wasn't sure, and and always battle with that. So this movie is for them. And then also I want to get this. Also I want to to get the word out as much as possible to. Stop or prevent anything like this ever happening again in St. Louis in this area because they know what to watch for, and that's the theme of everyone that's included in the in the documentary. every person that was every person that was affected by this these our our elder generation that's their message their message is just let's just not make this happen again. I mean there's nothing we can get out of this except for preventing this from happening again to our children and our children's children.
0: Mm. Oh my God! So what? I guess what would you say are the other efforts that you are um, accompanying with the uh, documentary? Any type of legislation? uh uh, Any type of organizing?
1: mm -hmm. Okay, I see. There is a class action lawsuit that was already uh, that was already uh, thrown out Mm. about this particular situation. Oh my! Because the government indemnified themselves and and the businesses there that were involved. Yes. So it's hard to have a file a class action against you know, people that haven't been indemnified by the government because it's basically you can sacrifice for the greater good, but a lot of times the sacrifice is on the backs of our uh, most vulnerable people for some reason. Uh, sacrifice is never with the most, you know, affluent of us. There's always, you know, the ones that need the most help. They need to sacrifice even more. And So that's um, so that's one thing that we love to like to be addressed. At least, like I said, to at least brought into the forefront to be spoken about, so it won't happen again. So you can, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing. I think everyone that's involved has pretty much left the idea of getting any type of financial, uh, you know, uh, repayment or financial love. Uh, they just now they're just here for prevention. And what we're doing around the film is engaging with nonprofits and orgs that that are environmental justice uh, that are environmental justice organizations that can help further these good people fight. And on top of that, we have partnered with the uh, my company, my company, forty nine ten Rosalie Productions, have partnered with the Historical Society of Missouri to help you know um, get this word out and also speak about part of St. Louis's history that hasn't been you know uh, spoken about, and it's through the uh, African American Initiative at the Historical Society.
0: I love that. I love that. I I would love to know your opinion about kind of like the depiction that you see mm. quite often, I think in popular culture, when it comes to the um, very um, strange use of black bodies. I see in certain examples of, you know, you think about films like Get Out, you think about films, wow. uh, you think about shows like uh, like The Watchmen, and you think about yeah. these themes that they're speaking to in terms of race mixed in with this kind of you know this kind of strange science i, I, I always seem a um i think uh get out was a very interesting posed a very interesting question in terms of mm-hmm. um the 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 thin line of admiration and mutilation mm-hmm. to me where it's like i i, I admire and I, I literally would love to be you but the fact that i i, I also am very aware of this power that i have uh uh-huh. and or this power that i can also impose onto you. I would love uh-huh. to know in terms of popular culture because I, we've we've seen we're starting to see more and more being written and being created on the uh, on these things. Oh, another example being. Um, uh, Sorry to bother you. I'm not sure if you've seen. Uh, Sorry to bother you. I saw, you, it. I saw it. Uh-huh. Just if it, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's certainly something that intrigued the hell out of me because it's always attached to you know, our race and what they what they decide to do with our bodies, what they decide to do with our minds. And there's this interesting um, back and forth of, like, we're doing this because you are seen somewhat as a threat, but also we are seen as, you know, like beneath humans. And um, that's why we can, you know, easily experimented with and, and made to make sense because the humanity is stripped from us. I would love to know... What do you think about in popular culture how they've exhibited somewhat some of the things that you see that some of the real things that you've already uh, documented within Target uh, St. Louis?
1: Um, I, I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm answering your question correctly. You're saying you're asking what are, like what are my opinion on the on the, on the use of you know uh, especially each one of those stories that you just named out I think are done by African Americans right African American filmmakers yes so they're trying to express from under from understanding they're expressing how they feel that you know that our bodies and our images are being uh being mis- misused or mis- uh, uh, misappropriated to to come off as something that we are not or to basically use us as 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 a work sometimes literally a workhorse if you look in your file fo- i'm sorry to bother us you know some you know a uh so it, I mean is that the question? I want to make sure I'm hearing it like yeah, what is You're hearing it just right. You're
0: okay, hearing it just right. I'd love cool. to know what you're you know you really, saying.
1: Okay, I'm really I really enjoy us telling our stories. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy, you know, enjoy us getting in the in the space actually to tell our stories the way we want to tell them. Let's say, like the one like Boots did for Sorry to Bobby. You. That brother expressed you know uh, how he felt and, and, and his, his 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 sensibilities in his art and used his artistry to let you know that he felt like objectified and it felt like these is a uh, he felt like an animal he felt like you know this is what their 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 is all that he expressed it in his his art in his artistic expression mm-hmm. and, and and I appreciate that because that's of him and it's not a voyeuristic view of how he should feel because that voyeuristic view will come off with those stereotypical um imagery that we got so used to where we're the super masculine, ultra, you know, ultra aggressive, yeah. you know, uh unsensitive, caring, you know, uh black men that are, you know, all wanna do is play basketball and shoot people and fuck all and have sex all day. I'm excuse me. I forgot about the family. But yeah, um so I love that expression on, on how they're doing it, how he did it with Get Out, on, you know, how how he you said how, he explained how our bodies, how he felt like our bodies are being used on so on so many different ways, in it, so many different, on so many different ways, including like being objectified, yeah. either being like used, uh, use, using us as again recourse, recourse to steam whatever business or or whatever you know entrepreneurial you know, endeavor that the other people has going on to benefit off our backs, all that I mean, and the use you know. Is the the use of us as, as sexually uh, objectified, you know, uh, beings? All all those things. I love it being told by us. Every single I have no, I have I have no issue. I actually promoted and should support it as much as I possibly can. You know, that's that's a beautiful thing that's happening. Like there's a there's some theater and there's film that's emerging that's that's really making things that's pushing forward. It's a, good, it's a really good theater in New York, and it's some and it's a really avant-garde, like pushing you know filmmakers that's that's they that have something to say. I th-
0: I think um, I appreciate I appreciate that answer because I, I believe that um, one thing that I'm realizing and noticing more than ever now is the uh, the use of the arts lately more than ever during these times, especially you know at twenty in 2016. I think it was interesting enough that everyone else. I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of other Americans, kind of came into the realization of you know the corruptness of the an awakening of the corruptness of um, the um, American government, the corruptness yeah. of the world in so many different ways, the corruptness of of the rich in so many different ways, just because of so many different kind of events that occurred, and um, and yeah. how racist, how racist, how racism is still not only rampant throughout our country, but also extremely, um, it's something that some literally so many people have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, realizing how dangerous and how, how uh, as you speak of peace of mind, how much that starts at an early age. Like, it's crazy to think of the, the fact that, you know, there hasn't been a school shooting, you know, for the past several months. And um, because of this, because school is out, like a pandemic yeah. had to occur to silence... Wow. Of uh, domestic terrorist, and um, so many different things have occurred in this time, and it's 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 so. Uh, to me, I always think of it like, because I agree with you about the peace of mind thing, and that really spoke to me, because I feel that you know, since our ancestors landed in this, landed on, were forced to be on this country, hundreds of years ago, we were stripped of our peace of mind, and when it comes mm-hmm. to thinking about the people who were affected, the elders who were affected by this chemical testing um, in St. Louis and, and various other places who have these, you know, kind of environmental racism, uh, some, it's, some some example of environmental racism. It's crazy to me to think that, you know, you expect for us to be quote-unquote upstanding citizens who can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps mm-hmm. and figure things mm-hmm. out and, and and get ourselves to a new plateau of income status, of education, and so on and so forth when this is what we are dealing with. when you don't don't even have
1: peace of mind
0: yes exactly
1: that's what i'm saying everyone's not starting from board yeah you know everyone's not starting from you know the same place in the race so that's why things is that's why things are so you know skewed you know that's that's my point of view
0: I, i think um in your in your work in your work uh from this end on, would you say that this is something that you're going to uh, continuously tackle? Like it says, you know, Target St. Louis Volume One is. Uh, will there be a continuation of the, of of, uh, of the stories of St. Louis, or will it continue to a new uh, subject matter?
1: Well, you know, it's is is that's a good question because it's a two part question. Uh, one volume one is part of a, a anthology of film that I am doing in St. Louis. Gotcha. I got another film called uh, The V, aka Victory High, and that is uh the entire name. The, the full name is uh, Victory High, aka St. Louis Volume uh, Volume Two, and then um and then we have a no, sorry, St. Louis Volume Three, and then we have another film will be St. Louis Volume Two. And then St. Louis know, volume four. So I have a plan on shooting four films in St. Louis. And that is me paying homage to my hometown. And I also want to, you know, show the people, you know, show the young folks there that, you know, there's other things you can do in St. Louis. There's other things, there's other professions, other ways. You know, I just want to bring it to St. Louis and let people know that you can get it done. And also show my city. And I, wanna, you know, I, want, I want my city to have more of a personality. Outside of just Ferguson, of what happened to Mike Brown, I, the, the the assassination of that brother, but um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that every you know St. Louis is put on and we have an identity and a personality, you uh, know, okay. I agree. as much as possible.
0: I agree with um, mm. with the notion of um, pushing up and pushing out your uh, community that yeah. you're from because I believe that yeah. um, I th- moving moving to Chicago was interesting to me because I noticed the immediate pride from the black community and I thought and I think about all the time about the you know the branding of places how so many Mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. how so many different black well-known spaces that were known to you know how so many different black people and they were working class people they were upstanding individuals and then you find out a lot of these neighborhoods a lot of these communities are now dilapidated and and are you know a rundown and these people have been pushed out to you know various other sides of of that city or Uh had to move out to a random burb or move out of the the city entirely. And um, Uh it it trips me the hell out to that, you know, we, that these things have been allowed to happen. it it always makes me wonder, like, where a lot of these people go? Where a lot of, where where do these stories go? Where did this history go? Because it's gonna start breaking up. Like, we keep selling grandma a house, it ain't gonna be a home to go to. A home, it'll be a disconnect. And there already is uh-huh. a disconnect within our um, within our lineage, within our stories. You know, it's only oh so far we can go back to understand our own family history. We don't need it. We don't need to contribute to it now. So I love that you are being, being the change you want to see and truly giving back in, in the way that you know how to do best. And that's by creating, that's by yeah. exemplifying and, and telling stories and telling the yeah. truth more than anything, Uh because I think regardless of, you know, creating beautiful, beautiful escapes that we love to, that we are so attracted to within our community, being, you know, being performers, being you know, artists in various uh, respects, but uh, to Uh know that we can truly start to manifest and just tell our truth is something that I think we should continuously run towards, no matter what we do, just keep running towards what our truth is. But Uh But I would love to know I would love to know, and I think I'll let you go after this.
1: Sure, no problem. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I would love to know, and this is a very serious question. Uh Uh-huh. Would you say that the barbecue in St. Louis is the best you've ever had?
1: Hands down, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down. I I put St. Louis barbecue up against anybody in in, 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 in the world. (laughs) Matter of fact, I'm on, I'm on my patio talking to you right now, and I'm looking at my barbecue grill and say like, like, hey man, you want to dance? You wanna, that's how we get down in St. Louis.
0: I I would assume that you traveled and you try some things out. I guess yeah, what what would yeah. you say? What would you say is that puts St. Louis barbecue above every other place? Like you know from Memphis barbecue to you know the yeah to I mean Kansas Gates City I mean we got, so we got so Gates
1: forth. in Kansas City we got Memphis yeah. we got we got all we got we got New York tips we got all type of the, St Louis it, it, it got something to do with the energy of St Louis let's start off okay the, uh, let's start off with the un, the, the, the intangible elements mm. of things it's, it's it's the vibe man it's the three one four swagger it's the show me state love that was that's the first thing that go into our barbecue. And then you start bringing out like we so we so thorough with our seasoning game, it's just it's, it's just unprecedented. You let us season some meat and cook it up for you, and and you 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 you'll, you'll be good. You, listen, you just follow our instructions and how you how you barbecue. We can walk away. We season it up for you, and, and then and then bring it to you. We can walk away because we know we guarantee that there's gonna be some good cooked meat right there. I love That's it. how we get down, man. I love it. I love it's the confidence.
0: I love the confidence. <laughs> I do. I do. I. I I'm, I'm from Tennessee, yeah. and so mm-hmm. I am biased, obviously. But I, I'm trying to think. I don't think the one the one time I went to St. Louis, I was uh, was pretty young, and I, I feel like we did not eat barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I also was young, so I couldn't choose what I ate. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. I definitely will make that uh, put that on my list of things to do. And um, man,
1: get the same. Let's get some barbecue. You go, you gonna be man? You be excited.
0: Is there is there a particular place or particular space that you suggest mm-hmm. for us to for, for the people who are listening to patronize?
1: You know the problem is the problem is that I'm so here.
0: here
1: just, <laughs> <just say> that. <laughs> when I and the thing when I go back home when I go to St. Louis, you go I go right back into the mentality in which sometimes when I that I left St. Louis. Yes. So certain certain elements of things that. I, I don't, like, I don't, I can tell you on West Clawson and Goodfellow I don't know the name of the spot, but right on West Clawson and Goodfellow right in the corner, that's the spot to get some barbecue at. Mm. And then some of the best barbecue in St. Louis is not at one particular, like, re- brick-and-mortar, you know, restaurant. I you got to be driving down Grand or you driving down King's Highway, and it's a dude. Most of the time, mm. he's about 220 to 275. Yes. Right. So if you catch somebody, if you catch that dude, he, he ain't two twenty to two seventy-five. He has to be between one thirty-five and one sixty-two. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that depends on his height. So you gotta catch him either. He he, he like, you know he one of them old heads that's you know, that's cooking it or he one of those big boys. He gotta be one of those and that's it's on the grill. You catch one of them on the grill in St. Louis, you're gonna have the best eating you can have in your lifetime. Mm, so,
0: mm. <laughs> And what's your favorite thing to get when you get back home?
1: Oh, man. You know, it's the thing is, it's, it's, it's what you don't get when you're not at home. So the yeah. first thing popped pops in my mind is, I go, St. Louis has its own style, which you I know you're going to laugh. A lot of people out of St. Louis don't know about it, is Chinese food. I, Chinese, I heard Chinese food. Mm. It's so delicious. Mm. It's, it's, it's just, it's, the, it's, it's nothing like it anywhere in the United States. and, and, and uh, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's, it's delicious. And then uh we got like white I've castles. I've heard this
0: before. I, 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 I don't Saint think Louis. this is the first time I heard this.
1: St. Louis has its own Chinese food and it's delicious. Uh, and then uh and then we don't have white castles in, in LA where I'm at now. So I get some white castles when I get home. And then they got we got emo's Pizza in Saint Louis. It's our thin thin, thin crust. So emo's and you gotta get all oh, and one more thing that people don't know about is Jack Jack Seven. Hmm. Jack Salmon is a fish. It's a white fish. It's not salmon. And I don't know if his name's Jack or not, but we it's goes by Jack Salmon. And it's it's a white, it's it's the best fish. You can't find it nowhere outside of St. Louis. I don't know why.
0: Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm to, I'm gonna make sure I'm glad I'm recording this. I'm gonna make sure I <laughs> uh, remember this in my uh in uh-huh. my travel when we can travel again. In my yeah, travels, because St. Louis, Louis not there, too right? far away from um, from Chicago, so that's not that's, not, that's not, oh, yeah, it could be yeah. an easy. That could be an easy, cool little day trip, cool little weekend. Yeah, um, man,
1: drive down to St. Louis and get you know get, stay downtown, stay downtown,
0: yes. stay downtown. <laughs> I got you. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, you know, to see what
0: St. Louis got to offer. I definitely will. I definitely will. Well, the way that I wrap up my show is I do mm-hmm. a something called the Send It on. Uh, send it on And my send it on Is my call of action uh, Segment And what I would like For you to um, For you to do Is to answer One last question for me And that is How can the people Support The documentary In any way uh, Either being You know Either being just Coming Finding a way To, to stream it and, Or purchase it Or you know Any type of legislation Efforts Any, any type of uh, Community organizing That's occurring What would you say How can people support what's the best way
1: ah that great question man thank you um wh- what the way the way people can support is one follow the documentary you can follow us on social media at um for at at 4910 or rose I'm sorry at 4910 rosalie prod that's our uh instagram at uh, 4910 rosalie productions on facebook you uh, can follow me, uh, Damien D. Smith, D-A-M-I-E-N-D Smith um, on Instagram. And you can and that'll keep you up on all of our projects that we have going on. And the Target St. Louis, uh, Target St. Louis Volume 1, all this, all that is under our website, which is 4910rosalie.com. And that'll, that'll keep you abreast of what's happening, all the projects that we got going on, Target St. Louis Volume 1, the V. Uh, we also have a short break that's our uh, short film platform that we highlight and watch uh short films made by the filmmakers and have a conversation between the audience and the filmmaker at the uh, at the same time we all watch the film at the same time and then have a conversation q a afterwards while the film is running again like a, it's kind of like a DVD commentary with with like the uh, audience and the filmmaker so we we do those um that's gonna that's then that you can find that at 4910worldele.com all our projects that we got going on you can find there and keep and follow us on social media again uh my social media my instagram and and facebook is Damien d smith and the production company is 4910 rosalie uh productions and and that's where you can find us and and, you know everything will be there that'll be the that's that's the that's the uh, hub
0: and and all these things uh will be nice good and conveniently found in the description of this uh episode Make sure, Woo-hoo. make sure, make sure y'all get to it. Make sure y'all follow Damien and 4910 Rosalie Production because why wouldn't you? Give me a text me DM me a reason why wouldn't you? And then and then Thank you, brother. <laughs> after having this discussion, <laughs> after understanding, you know, especially at this time, because I think more than ever, I want everyone to take this gem away with the ending of with the ending of this episode is that we see exactly what's occurring with this COVID-19 with this coronavirus pandemic and how the people who look like us are being treated in this time. Quickly it went from a myth that we couldn't get it to we are the worst we're getting it the worst and that is not because when when people in the world get the flu we get pneumonia so obviously Mm -hmm. when they get corona we die and so Things like this being an example where we allow for things to occur right under our nose or and we or we become aware that if something is occurring, we don't do something about it. This is why you need to support. This is why you need to understand. Let, let this be a message. Let this be a sign to you that we got to act uh, more more actively into protecting ourselves, preventing these type of things from occurring to ourselves and, um, and truly just enriching our community as a whole. I really, really, really want y'all to understand this is what all this is about. But if you don't know, I really want to thank you. And before I get my whole thing, I really want to thank you for giving me your time, Damien. I really appreciate it. Sure. And watching yeah. your clip, uh, watching your clip from, uh, on your reel, of your character in Snowfall. Maybe you want to watch Snowfall cuz it's been on my list and I feel like I keep, I keep uh-huh. getting like pushed down but I'm like I got to I got to check this shit out. I got oh, to yeah, make,
1: make time. I got to make I got to make time.
0: I got to make time. I got to make time cuz I ain't got nothing but time now. So I, uh-huh. I, I there's really no excuse. But uh-huh. <laughs> I really want to thank you for uh for joining me and giving me your uh-huh. time and just letting us letting me and the people who are listening know all about what you're doing with target uh st louis and can't wait to continuously uh support everything else that you do i really really do have a new thing and uh
1: oh man appreciate you brother certainly Uh certainly
0: and um yes if you don't know now you know you can tune into the soulfully conscious podcast and humans simply being humans that's simply king everywhere podcasts are available uh you can follow the podcast at Simply King Pod on IG. Follow my personal page at Kings underscore Memoirs on everything. I appreciate everyone for listening. Make sure you like, share, review, and subscribe, and um, and let let people know. I told y'all. I tell y'all all the time. This is family sized content. Don't don't eat the whole bag yourself. Give a few chips to somebody else. Do not keep Dude. this to yourself. You feel me? <laughs> that's all that's how I feel, and that's what it is. I appreciate y'all. Again, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. United Nations overseas. Train, assassin, do search and seas. Ain't knocking or asking. The common folks like me. Whole white trash like they. Tricks like hooks. Back in slavery. Concentration camps. lace with gas pipelines. out outdoors like they had back with A.D.O. Living in 1945, listen to me now. Believe me later on in the future. Look at what ready scene in a constitution that in the event of a war, places like Operation Heartbreak Hotel, moments tail. until that tight vent still off this bell. They'll say, expect no mercy. Fool, you should be my least worries, Gotta deal with W21099s or Mark Black Helicopter swoop down and try to put missiles in mind. Yeah.